0: the wine <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: we are rationing the wine Ooh. we took a little break between these two episodes to talk about life
0: it was great and we drank a lot of wine very little wine left. there's very
1: little wine, and i'm not opening another bottle it's almost 11 it, this is later than usual but we had a productive day we ordered things we recorded things we talked about strategy for the next season since this one is coming to a close it was
0: very overwhelming for
1: me for me i thought it was fun
0: Adam was like, I love this shit. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing next week, which is not true. I do know what I'm doing next week, but I don't know what I'm doing like five months from now. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot for me mean, to take in. I mean,
1: taken the topic of that. If you are a patron, you may know this even more, but I'm hoping to like experience some changes in my life. And by the time this published, hopefully that is true. If you know what I mean, he, patrons he's and trying Tara to
0: get me to propose to him and it's not. Oh yeah. That's the one.
1: <laughs> I want this thing to move into my house is sure sleeping live with you so sleeping in the same bed as me If
0: we were married we would not live in the same house <laughs> You're
1: probably <laughs> correct honestly You know that house was up for sale but now someone lives there no,
0: That's fine I don't want to buy a house This is responsibilities Jeff does everything for me I
1: love my house that's true Maybe you should marry Jeff Nope Why
0: Cuz he's my landlord
1: Yeah but you live in the same house and you're separate <laughs> By the way this is called Basics Mixtures
0: <laughs> Hi friends
1: I'm Jeff <laughs> Who are you
0: I'm Jeff's tenant <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are not my tenant.
0: You're I evicted. Am, I am Jeff's tenant. You're Bill, evicted. And that's Adam. <laughs> and I'm Tara.
1: And today we're discussing chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The seer The seer overheard. Over I don't know if a person is in this chapter. Yep. Dumbledore. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, if you want to know what all those life changes are, you can join our Patreon, because it's definitely not marrying Tara. Although, if we get enough patrons, maybe I will marry Tara. I don't know, should I do that? 200 patrons. If we get to 200 patrons, I'll marry Tara. Sure, why not? That is not going to happen. We are at 10 right now. We got a long ways to go. What if this is the thing that gets people to actually subscribe to our Patreon? Anyways... It's three bucks a month at our lowest tier. It goes up to ten. You get exclusive content every single week. Sometimes we talk about our lives. And you also get mentioned in every single episode, just like our existing patrons. And those folks are Mary Beth, Olivia, Megan, Layla, Jen, Nisi, Nicole, Brian, Ashley, and Brittany. I think that's all of you. I'm trying different orders lately. I used to just do it just alphabetically, but come join that list at patreon.com slash basic
0: Adam reads the thing that I wrote. I think I sent it
1: to you. Oh, I didn't even pay attention.
0: (laughs) Um, winner or loser of last chapter is real fucking obvious. Winner is Jenny. Jenny.
1: The loser I still, I'm gonna say Harry. Loser is Harry. Okay. Yay, yay, yay. Easy, easy, easy. I don't feel like any of that needs a description. Nope.
0: Although second place loser (laughs) is (laughs) (laughs) is Snape.
1: Yeah, that makes sense too. I agree. I like it.
0: Second (laughs) place Uh, winner Moaning Myrtle. She got to
1: see someone almost die.
0: Right? I don't know.
1: Um... That's an almost win if I've ever heard one. Alright, here's the thing. And it is called The Seer Overheard. So, Harry and Ginny are going out finally. For a few blissful paragraphs, it seems like Harry is in the middle of normal teenage stuff like girlfriends and silly rumors about non-existent tattoos and schoolwork. Of course, that's not bound to last long. Hermione won't drop the half-blood prince identity and she shows Harry a photo of a woman named Eileen Prince and he dismisses the idea of the prince being a girl because pronouns and gender. I added that. (laughs) Soon after Harry receives a missive, for a missive. A missive. <laughs> I can't believe you called it a missive. <laughs> that's what I have to say to that. From Dumbledore. That's what.
0: That's what. Do you know how Louise and Abelard are? <gasps> no. You love French shit. This is old French. Sh- if
1: you're gonna say if it's French, Eloise it, and Elba. Oh. It
0: was a professor who like had an affair with his I student, don't care. and she called all of his letters missives.
1: All right. Well you would like this would conversation like is a missive Abelard oh, and one. Heloise
0: you would be interested in that That's okay
1: I'll um from you Dumbledore. like history oh some Sometimes parts I think you'd be Harry sees a missive from Dumble and starts to head towards his office, but on the way he sees Quen Trelawney and deduces she is trying to get in the room of requirement. She tells him someone else was in there, and after she explains more, Harry assumes she just witnessed Malfoy celebrating, finally completing his task from Louie. I also assumed this, so I guess we have something to talk about in this episode. That's <laughs> funny. He suggests that <laughs> he suggests they go visit Dumble together. On the way, she is insulting Ferenz and Rambling on about her first meeting with Dumble for her interview at Hogwarts. Then she drops some new information and a nice little twist. Snape had eavesdropped on her interview and Harry puts together that Snape was the person who told Voldy most of the prophecy after overhearing it. Harry leaves Trelawney behind and goes to Dumble. The headmaster asks him what has happened And we get caps lock Harry for a bit while he yells at him about letting Snape and the prophecy and what Trelawney just told him. Dumble dismisses his feelings and after some awkward interactions, he and Harry focus instead on their task for the evening. Sex. Just kidding. There's some... (laughs) That was also me. There's some pretty uncomfortable questions. Sex and requirements attached to stipulations for Harry to accompany Dumble. Then Harry rushes back to Gryffindor Tower and gives his remaining Felix Felicis to Ron and Hermione, gets his invisibility cloak, and goes back to Dumble's office. Dumble and Harry head into Hogsmeade, pretend like they're going to the Hogshead, then they operate into the next chapter. So I'm realizing that there are some smoke and mirrors in this chapter, probably, and I can't wait for you to tell me all the secrets.
0: Are there secrets in this chapter?
1: Probably. I think there's some misconstrued information that's going on. I mean, yeah. The first thing I actually wrote is something I said in the last episode was like, give Jenny some space, but hey, sometimes. Maybe it just works out that way. Like I said, all of my siblings, they have gone from one person mm-hmm. immediately to another. So sometimes that yeah. just works for people.
0: That's just what it is for them.
1: Now this uh, Eileen Prince, is she important?
0: Mm-hmm. Who is she? Snape's mom. Really? Mm-hmm. His father is Muggle. So he is a half-blood prince.
1: Yes. Yes, I knew about that. Oh my God. Interesting. Okay, I did not realize that was his mother.
0: Yeah, I mean, eventually you learn that, but yeah. not yet in this chapter.
1: Because I was like, oh, it's just some bitch named Eileen. <laughs>
0: that was my
1: grandmother's name. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That was the name of the, the lady who helped us with all those medical bills. Eileen. So I like Eileen's right now. Yeah, my grandma was the nicest lady. Oh, yay. You go, Eileen. Or rather, come on, Eileen.
0: Come on, I mean. <laughs> they didn't talk about how Ron gave Ginny his permission to date Harry. Oh,
1: yes, yes. And
0: Ginny's like, I will murder you.
1: Yes, because Harry gave a lovely dowry to Ron. Right? He's
0: like, just because I've given you her permission, and Ginny's like, the
1: fuck you? Ginny's like, I give you permission to shut your fucking ugly mouth, you piece of shit. <laughs> she
0: is just badass.
1: <laughs> that was right in the book, I'm right telling you. It's in my version anyways. And then, very quickly, who is it who comes in with the with the missive?
0: Um, Jimmy, I think?
1: Jimmy Peaks, yeah. He was
0: on the Quidditch team, one of the beaters. Once
1: again, another random person with a note from Dumble. <laughs> right?
0: Dumble's like, uh, I hope that that kid is in Harry's class in his Dumble. Oh, well, if he's not, he'll just see it when he leaves. <laughs> Everyone
1: knows Harry. He's famous. Right? That was, like, literally from the lips of Dumble, <laughs> the way I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows Harry is famous. And on the way to Dumble, that's when we see Trelawney trying to hide her sherry bottles. In just a normal Tuesday
0: evening for her. Like-
1: the fact that it's the sherry bottles is like lovely. Like it's very similar to in the last chapter, the like misspelled Ron Weasley in the book. To me, it's like just like tongue and cheek. Like, hey, things are going to get really hard. Here's something that's kind of funny. <laughs> Because even several times she's like, oh yeah, I've always hidden, I mean, gone into the Room of Requirement for fun times. That's very, very funny. Now, the other thing in your thing that I didn't quite um, grasp correctly, I assume, is how you were like, she's going in there to hide them and she thinks she heard Malfoy, or Harry assumes... That she heard Malfoy do the big whoop. So it wasn't Malfoy. I'm assuming, was it someone coming from the vanishing cabinet?
0: So this is how it goes. It's like, I got in already, but somebody was already there. And Harry said, who? Who was in there? I have no idea. I walked into the room. I heard a voice, which has never happened in all my years of hiding, abusing the room, yeah. I mean. Yeah, A voice <laughs> saying, well, I don't know that it was saying anything. It was whooping gleefully. Was it male or female? I would hazard a guess at male. And it sounded happy, very happy, as though we're celebrating, most definitely. And then I called out who's there. And then Harry comes to this conclusion, as he's like, oh, you should tell Dumbledore he ought to know Malfoy's celebrating. I mean that someone threw you out of that room. So Harry is assuming that she is overhearing Malfoy celebrating getting something done correctly yes
1: harry's assuming that but i'm i am assuming that is not actually what happened it is what's happened it is what happened okay because the other thing is because she's like who's there and then she kind of gets pushed out of the room by an unseen force mm-hmm. what was that
0: malfoy probably using good magic is a talented wizard
1: yeah holy shit apparently jesus christ So it was kind of just like a get the fuck out of here charm?
0: Well, so she called out who's there and did the voice say it did not. Everything went pitch black and the next thing I knew was being curled head first out of the room. He probably used some sort of, like, remember when Harry used that instant darkness powder? It could have been something as easily as that. And then, like, in the darkness he, like, did some sort of, like, levitation charm or something. or something. something.
1: Okay, so that is what happened. So Malfoy was in there and he got the thing to work, I'm assuming. Yes, so, does that mean bad people are, like, on the way to Hogwarts right now?
0: hmm So, when Harry and Dumble are getting into it later in the chapter, and Harry's, like, Nalfoy's celebrating this thing that he did, and you're leaving Hogwarts, and he's, like, don't you dare assume that I would be leaving this place unprotected, which is a fair thing to say, but also, like...
1: He's full of bullshit.
0: No one has said to fucking Harry... Hey, I recognize you have concerns and they are legitimate. I say this
1: too. I say this too in my notes. All the fucking time. For the 50th time in this book. Right?
0: Like, I get it. Harry is annoying and nosy and I get it, but also- But he means well. He hasn't stopped. Like, he hasn't relented, so maybe ease his fucking mind. Yeah. They handle it wrong.
1: Does Dumble know that they're on the way right then?
0: No, because he doesn't know. He knows Malfoy is supposed to kill him. That's what he knows. He doesn't know what Malfoy's plan is.
1: Okay, so basically this Dumble when...
0: leaving at this time is just a very convenient thing that happens for Malfoy.
1: Interesting. So that way he can get the people in, and then when Dumble comes back, he can be like poo poo Yeah, like...
0: Dead yeah. like, time. But the fact that Madame Rosmerta sees Dumble leave is, she tells that to Malfoy. It's just... Uh,
1: because she's still fucking imperial. Yeah. So basically you can Imperial someone and be like, you're under my control forever. Apparently. Say, that is... Not something that I knew about at this point. What'd you say?
0: Plot holes?
1: Plot holes or like... Plot hole princess. She wrote lots of them into this. Plot holes princess. That's a good one. That's her name this time. Yes. I like it. Okay, all of that is quite interesting. Because I thought of that when we talked about Madam Rose Murder in the last chapter. Because I do remember, even though I didn't remember in the last chapter, that it was Madame Rose Murder that had something to do with it. So I'm looking forward to getting all of that information once we get there. Before we
0: get back to where he tells her to go the fuck away because he's going to Dumbledore himself. Yes. She's talking about the cards. I'm not one to press my company upon those who do not value it. If Dumbledore chooses to ignore the warnings, the cards show because he's like, making her leave his office. Again and again, no matter how I lay them out, she pulled a card dramatically from underneath her shawls. The, the lightning tower. struck. tower. Tower.
1: And Ooh. I was like, oh, we talked about that. Did you just learn about this in our Patreon exclusive? <laughs> oh my gosh so the tower is like destruction and chaos and basically it's the tower of uh, play the music if I haven't already So the tower is basically the Tower of Babylon that has been struck by lightning and it crumbles to the ground. And that is supposed to be, you know, the symbolism for whatever is going on. A very rapid, sudden change that is somehow, like, awful. However, the good thing about the tower is that there's always rebuilding afterwards. So something, like, goes away suddenly, but you rise from those ashes like a phoenix. So, (laughs) the fact that this is specifically... because. The only other thing that we've seen about anything tarot in the series, it might have been this book. It might have been actually, maybe it was the last book. She's playing with playing cards, like a 52 deck Uh of playing cards. And that is where she's talking about, like, some of these archetypes that are in the tarot. Here, the fact that it's very specifically the tower is like, boom. This is complete foreshadowing to what is about to happen. Mm -hmm. So... If that playing card thing was in the last book, at least Plot Hole Prince has learned her lesson for this one. Thank you for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh no, we have
1: to talk about that. Yes. A couple other things with uh, Trelawney really quick. Uh, First of all, can we talk about the double standard of like, it's not okay for fucking Trelawney to imbibe in sherry, even though it is like cooking sherry from the bodega in Hogsmeade. But you drink what you like, I'll drink what Uh I like. Who said that? Yukon Cornelius from *We Off the Red Nose Reindeer. Oh my god. I know. Very obscure, but whatever. We've
0: talked about him before on the podcast. We sure have.
1: He likes pea soup. <sighs> F-O-I-A. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. But the double standard of Trelawney drinking the cooking sherry. But we have Slughorn giving alcohol to students and he drinks like all that alcohol in that chapter. So it's okay for this man to, to get drunk, but for a lady to get drunk, it's bad.
0: Right? I mean...
1: Double standard, number one. Uh Number two, the thing about Harry consistently being like, oh, I bet you didn't see that. Oh, I bet you didn't see that. Look, she's a seer, but your intuition isn't always on.
0: This is the only time in the series has actually ever been like that, though. Like, he's definitely a He
1: has, has a... Yes, you're correct. It's alluded to constantly, like... Oh, yes. You know... McGonagall
0: does. Pink Bitch does. Yeah.
1: First of all, all y'all are witches and stuff. You should be using your intuition all the time. Right. But you're all still human. Like, you're all still going to have moments right. where you have emotions that, help, that cloud your inner eye, as Trelawney would say and stuff. So yeah. give the fucking bitch a break. Right. Let her drink her shitty cooking sherry. Let her <laughs> have moments of vulnerability. Because she's a fucking human, too.
0: I mean, Harry's definitely in a mood here. He's, like, always kind of at his last end with her like he's just kind of done because she's a lot for him yeah so like i'm kind of like yeah i get it and also like it's definitely a setup where like if you're not at least thinking like okay but is that coming it's definitely a comedic thing but you're not wrong like give the woman a fucking break.
1: now speaking of things (laughs) in the shadows or whatever you just said you had said something like a turn of phrase oh sorry it's not your fault i forgot what it was (laughs) but speaking of things kind of being turned on their head So then she goes on to talk about how Snape overheard part of this interview and part of the prophecy. Uh, Yep. Once again, I feel like this is smoke and mirrors.
0: What do you mean?
1: This whole thing of like Trelawney basically telling Harry that Snape overheard the prophecy without Trelawney understanding what she's telling Harry. Oh yeah. There's something there. There's something where Snape actually didn't listen to it or there was a switcheroo you know, obviously Aberforth was there, but Aberforth probably didn't tell Voldemort the props. I don't know.
0: Okay, so Dumbledore has the interview with Trelawney. They catch Snape. She thinks he was trying to get tips because he also was going to be interviewing with Dumbledore or was going to be in the future. Well, what happened was Snape was trying to spy on Dumbledore or something for Voldy, or he might have been him trying to get the interview. Like she says, he's listening in on it, whatever that is. But the whole thing is that, yes... Snape is the person who overheard the prophecy to...
1: So this is real.
0: This is real. But it's very important, and I put it in my thing, he does not hear the full prophecy. Right. The only person who heard the full prophecy who was not Trelawney was Dumbledore.
1: Snape does tell Voldemort part of the prophecy. Yeah. So this is before he was a double agent.
0: Yes, because he tells Voldy that Dumbledore thinks that it's the Potters. And that's when Folding makes the decision about going after the Potters. So
1: wait, Dumbledore said he thinks it's the Potters. According
0: to, I believe that's how it goes when Snape explains it. So Snape didn't
1: make the assumption that it was the Potters.
0: I don't think, it could be Snape. That's all explained in the Prince's Tale in the next book.
1: Okay. That is important to think about because, of course, later when we're in Dumbledore's office... And Harry walks in in all caps, which I really loved that. All caps Harry. All caps Harry tells him, basically, Snape was the one who told it to Voldemort. And then Voldemort killed my parents. Dumble says something along the lines of Snape felt awful about this. And, of course, we know it's because he has the hats for Lily. Yes. Because Harry obviously is like, he hated my dad. Of course he was fine with this. But Harry doesn't know yet that Snape loved Lily. What was that like then when Snape told Voldemort that it was the Potters realizing that he was selling Lily? Is that something that ever comes up? I'm Um, assuming it does probably in The Prince's Tale, but...
0: Harry says something to Voldemort in, like, the final battle. And he was like, oh, well, you were wrong. Snape was a double agent who was working for Dumbledore, too. And he became a double agent the day you decided you were going to kill my mom. Because he was in love with her. And then Spauldy says... He just desired her. Like, he didn't recognize, like, what any kind of, like, human connection was.
1: Which I tend to agree with.
0: But it's still Voldy not actually recognizing any sort of human connection because he's that far removed from it. And
1: truly, Dumble even alludes to the fact Voldemort didn't know who the boy was. Correct. Meaning that it could have been Neville.
0: But there was a whole point of Voldemort choosing Harry... Which is interesting because they are both descendants of the Pepperell brothers, and they're both half-bloods. Right. but Neville is a pure brother. But it
1: sounds like that came from Snape.
0: The choice to go after? The
1: Potters. The
0: Potters. I think so, because Snape would be thinking of the Potters. Yeah. He wouldn't be thinking of Neville. So it really is kind of like Snape's
1: fault. Oh, yeah. And then... This is
0: Snape's fault. Yes. This is Snape's fault. And Harry and Dumble having this argument in this moment, they are at each other's throats here. And I'm like, okay, but you should have handled this a long time ago,
1: Dumble. 100%. Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter if Snape feels bad about it. First of all, he still did it. Despite what he felt about his dad, he still felt that way about his mom. You know, so he still did it. And then he became a double agent and stuff. And he's trying to make it good and stuff. I get it. But what's done is done. That's how I feel about this situation. You know, forgiveness is about the person who is giving forgiveness and stuff. So, like, you can try the best you can to make good on it, but you very mm-hmm. well, Snape, could have continued that into treating Harry a little bit better. Like, why aren't you treating Harry like, you know, who his mom is, rather than the dad? Yeah. Do I remember? Oh, yeah, no. We drink wine, so.
0: Yeah, but no, I mean, like, literally, you see in The Prince's Tale... Like Dumbledore flat out saying to Snape. So you literally don't care what happens to her husband and son. Yeah. You would have every person die as long as this person you desired.
1: Link. Right, right. I mean, it goes back to the age-old thing that we talk about on this podcast. Is Snape a good guy or a bad guy? He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. A bad guy. Period.
0: He is essential to the conclusion of this story because his story is important to understand for Harry right. to get there.
1: It doesn't matter like what he tried to do and to make good for it. He doesn't go all the way with it. Yeah, he's a plot device, essentially. He
0: is a plot device. Because
1: this is definitely that key piece there that like puts all of this into motion. So basically, if I remember correctly, then Snape is the one who tells Voldemort about half of the prophecy. Yeah. He didn't know the rest of the prophecy. No and that was the no one no knows the rest of the prophecy yes, except for Dumbledore and, and now Harry. And now Harry. But then Skinny Dick was the one who gave away the location of the
0: yes
1: got it so all very interesting stuff very complicated
0: shit from Plot Hole Princess
1: yeah now when Harry does go off into Dumbledore's office I did feel really really bad for Trelawney because he's like don't move or you stay there I mean and Trelawney's like what the fuck
0: I I did too but I'm also kind of like it's best that she's not part of this i agree like, 100 so percent. we're just gonna keep her but back. from
1: trelawney's perspective she's, she's you know the fuck. She's like oh what do i do
0: i understand all of harry's theory here yeah when, yes i absolutely understand when Dumble's like do not for a minute think that i wouldn't be protecting my school because he is he's got mm-hmm. you know the order and he's got whatever but like, i'm sorry when have you given Harry any reason to right. believe what you say is fucking true? Well, thrill? and based on
1: what's actually happening, Dumble, like, you don't know what is actually happening. Again, right I'm now. not
0: saying you have to explain anything to him because he is not, like, entitled to it, but he is going to be in your fucking business. He's going to give you shit about it. You might as well put an end to it rather than just being like, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. That's not going to work on Harry Potter. Harry, I have to have my fucking nose and everything Potter, It's going to harass you till you tell well, him something. Well,
1: let's just throw the kid a bone here, man. Yeah, like, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, he's going to throw him a lot of bones in the Ooh. next few chapters when all those inferior are coming <laughs> in. <right? laughs> Look
0: at all those bones.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was going to say. The next thing when you said that was the feeling of wanting to do something rash and dangerous when you're angry. There have been a lot of moments lately where I just really, really just want to set things on fire and flip a table. Um, that's where Harry is right now.
0: This chapter is such a crazy culmination of so many things. There is so much in this chapter. We learn about Snape being the one that overhears the prophecy. We see Harry and, and Dumble in a very heightened state here. Uh-huh. With the whole thing about Harry learning about Snape. Harry also being like, this is going on with Malfoy. He doesn't feel like it's good for them to leave the school.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the importance of them needing to leave the school. And like, it's very heightened. Yeah. And then Dumble's like, also, when we go on this thing. You have to you trust might, me. Yeah, you trust me. If I tell you to let me die, like, go, bye. Harry had yeah. takes in so much in this chapter. Yeah. We take in so much as readers in this chapter. I forgot how all of this was at once.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. The pacing in this chapter Whew. is so different. Yeah. You know that this is that moment at the end where there's something big happening. They throw Umbridge to the Sagittariuses. They yeah. go through the locked door under Fluffy. You know, that's yeah. this moment. But this does feel different because of that. It feels like there's something foreboding. Also, there's something building here.
0: Dumble is part of it. Yeah. Dumble was on the outskirts of the rest of those
1: things. That's a really good point.
0: This, like, Literally, it's Dumble and Harry having a shouting match over very important things, but also we don't have the time to get there because we have to go get a Horcrux, but also there's danger looming over the school, and there's levels of anxiety that neither of them can probably even understand. Yeah. Harry's not being taken seriously. He's like, yeah, go get your
1: invisibility clothes. Let's yep, go. Yep.
0: And Harry's like, here's my Felix Felicis. Yep. That like, was the
1: last thing I had to say. I like is... how he does that. He goes back and he takes care of them. Yeah. And I'm assuming that they use the Felix Felicis. They do. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Because yeah. that was the other open kind of ended thing that happened earlier where he took only just a little bit of the Felix Felicis. This is, of course, a spoiler for the rest of this season. <sighs> What does taking the Felix Felicis actually do?
0: To me, Felix Felicis has always felt like if the universe can align with making things go the way that favors you, that's what it's going to do. Yes. To me, that makes me think if Hermione and Ron and Ginny all had a little bit of Felix when the Death Eaters were storming the castle, that the choices that they make to go fight take them away from a spell that would have hit them like wrong place wrong time you know it's just like if i stopped at this stop sign and checked my hair in the mirror i actually took an extra second and didn't get in the next stop you know the next intersection okay that'll be that kind of thing that i think of it
1: as that'll be interesting to look out for i think in these last few chapters game time Ooh, okay we're going to play 20 questions you like this one i never know what you you're doing this on. one honestly this might honestly be a little bit easy because the last time we did 20 questions it might have been a patreon exclusive that was a lot yeah i was like we're gonna do advanced version so 20 questions these are elements that are in this chapter oh jesus okay
0: Elements as in what?
1: These are all things in this chapter. Okay, so it's not characters, it's not places.
0: All? How many are there? Five. Okay, all things, like physical things that I can pick up?
1: Yes. Okay. That you could touch.
0: Is this a thing that we could have in regular, like, non-magical world? No. Is this a thing that Harry owns? Yes. Is this the invisibility cloak? No. Okay. Is this something Harry owned before
1: this book? Yes. Well, you're probably thinking of multiple things on my list, so.
0: Oh, is this the Marauder's Map? Yes.
1: Okay. All right, number two. Okay.
0: Is this something that could be in non-magical world? No. Is this something Harry owns? No. Is this a book? No. Is this something in the Room of Requirement?
1: No. This is not in the Room of Requirement. This particular thing, no. I'm going to give you this hint. There is something similar to this in the room of requirement.
0: This is in this chapter.
1: Yeah, it it is a thing that is an element of this chapter. It's alluded to in this chapter. Uh Uh-oh, she's looking at the book. This isn't an open book. 20 questions.
0: Listen, I do what I want. She's cheating.
1: This is not the Felix Felicis. This one that we're talking about right now is not Felix Felicis, Now. She's reading the entire chapter to figure out what it is.
0: Is this something that Trelawney has? No. Is this something that Hermione has?
1: No. And as usual, I'm not counting, so I don't know where we are. Six?
0: Is this one of the tattoos that Ginny talks about?
1: No. Remember, it is something in the magical world.
0: A okay, tattoo I don't really in the magical world. Maybe
1: not necessarily. I can Let's go do. get one. Please do.
0: Is it gobstones?
1: No. It is in the part of the chapter when Dumbledore is there. I'll tell you that much. And it is, like, instrumental. I'm giving you a lot of hints.
0: Yeah, because this is hard.
1: This might be the hardest one on the list. And after this one, you can't use your book. Okay. (laughs) Maybe you should ask more questions about it.
0: Well, it's a thing. It's not something Hermione, Harry, or Trelawney have. Right. Dumbledore does not physically have anything in this chapter. Right. I have no idea.
1: It's the Horcrux that they're going to go find. I hate that. Well, too bad. That's what I (gasps) was.
0: Next! Is this something Trelawney has? No. Is this something Harry has? Yes. Is this Felix Felicis? Yes.
1: <laughs> I was like, you know that Felix Felicis is in my list now.
0: I had a feeling it would be,
1: Number four.
0: Is this something that Hermione has? No. Is
1: this
0: something that Trelawney has? No. Is this something that Harry has? No. Is this something in the room of
1: requirement? No. But you're on the right track? <laughs> It is a thing that you could reach out and touch. Nobody has this. A person does not have this thing.
0: Is this the room of requirement? Is this the seventh floor
1: corridor? No, but you're really on the right track. You're hot. I have no idea. Ask one more question about the seventh floor corridor. Like, is this in the seventh floor corridor?
0: Is this in the seventh floor corridor? Yes! I don't know what the fuck is on the sound for, except for the room requirement.
1: And what else that has been alluded every single time they mention the room requirement in this book?
0: The like blank expanse of wall.
1: The troll tapestry that has been mentioned every time. It has. Yes, thank you. Okay, now last you're one. Welcome. And this one will be easy. Did you just say you're welcome? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one.
0: Is this something that Trelawney... Yes.
1: Is it Sherry Bottles? Yes. Boo! I
0: just wanted one of them to be Sherry Bottles. That's all I wanted.
1: What happened? All I remember is the awful part from the last chapter. Oh, okay. The scene is... They're in the Astronomy Tower, and Dumble and Snape are having a conversation. And Harry walks in... And he's going up the spiral staircase and then Snape kind of like rushes away. They're probably talking about how Snape's like, all right, Drago's going to kill you later. And Dumble's like, cool. You should
0: do it instead.
1: Yeah. Thanks. And Snape's like, okay, I'll be back later. On the way down the stairs, as Harry's coming up to see Dumble, Snape stops and looks at Harry for like maybe five seconds in silence and goes away. I'm like, Why? why was I, that necessary you couldn't have just ignored him so you had to stop and like look at also, him like, and then go that's an
0: added thing like we don't see Saint this Saint is, is added moments
1: right yeah. so this is also coming directly out of the horcrux conversation i yes. think obviously you know sectum had happened a while ago, a while ago the
0: movie, there's yeah.
1: no trelawney
0: which is such a bummer. Yeah.
1: The way that they muddle everything up around the Room of Requirement and everything is, like, awful. Harry isn't coming into this conversation for any purpose that we know of. It's not because he's pissed at Snape or anything. So he goes up and then Dumbledore does, like, all the talking. Daniel Radcliffe only says, like, yes, sir. And that's his only line. Basically, it comes down to, like, I found a Horcrux. Want to come with me? If you do, you have to promise to do everything I say. And
0: they're just like, yeah. And then he's like, take my arm. And Harry's like, I didn't think you were able
1: to. No, Harry's like, sir, could you please pull up your pants? (laughs) And uh, Dumbled's like, (laughs) wrong arm.
0: Inappropriate, sir.
1: No, (laughs) wrong arm. And then, oh, I thought.
0: Like, (laughs) being me has its privileges. Yeah, like like, my little
1: baby arm dick. Then he's like, Okay, time to apparate. And Harry's like, but sir, I thought you couldn't apparate in the round. Well, being me has privileges like my baby arm does. Right.
0: We're all like, And oh. we're like,
1: sure, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we're like,
0: this is fucking dumb. Plot
1: hole princess didn't even write this one, guys. Like, really? D- Dumbledore can apparate? Mm, boo. That's how I feel boo. about this. I feel more boo about this than your attempt at the last game.
0: Okay, yes, I wasn't good at the last game. This one was Mega Boo. This
1: was King Boo from Super Mario. Ooh. I can beat him. I'm good at Super Mario. Okay. Here's my points. You
0: brought him up, you bitch.
1: (laughs) All right. My points are extremely simple, which is good because my battery is running low. And that is plus 10 to Trelawney and Harry and negative 10 to Dumble. Oh. And I feel like I don't really need to explain any of that. No. Next time, Sarah Price will be here, so don't forget your earplugs. So the next time we will be covering a chapter, and it is called Chapter Twenty Six: The Cave.
0: The
1: Cave, such a really cool. It's. Chapter. Oh, I thought you were gonna say what a lovely title of a chapter. What a
0: lovely title of a
1: chapter. They go into a cave. <laughs> And they tells make, you what's about to happen. They make s'mores. Oh, I feel like more. they make a little fire and they make s'mores. I want some
0: s'mores.
1: Well, sorry, but I'm not going to give you anything. That's okay. I don't think I have marshmallows. So. <laughs> You're like, you know
0: why? Because I don't have marshmallows.
1: And I don't think I have chocolate either. I know I have graham crackers because I have a fire pit. And every time I have anybody come over, they're like, I'm going to bring s'mores things. And guess what? The marshmallows go bad and I eat all the chocolate. So I have like 10 boxes of fucking graham crackers. Okay, well, (laughs) I guess we'll see you then. Get get,
0: you up. Get
1: ready for Sarah. Bye. Bye.
0: Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery.
1: Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk.
0: Yes. Join our social media pages.